This is a Soulfire production. Oh, you guys, today, oh, it's just going to be such a treat. Um, I've actually been a little bit emotional thinking about this because there's very few people that come into our path that like are huge heart openers. Um, And this Mm -hmm. is a woman that lives with an open heart. And so when you're in front of someone that lives with an open heart, it gives you space to drop into yours. So I'm sure I'm going to be in tears many times in this um, in this recording because she is just the epitome of a good person. So she's had a lot of accomplishments. We're going to talk about that. But at her core, she's love and she's just an amazing person. And um, that's what matters to me in life. And when you come across someone like this, you just don't take it for granted. So um, this week, um, some of my friends lost somebody very close to them, Bob Saget. And I have been like just reading the outpouring of love and lives and all of these testimonies of who he was for them. And it's made me like just ball literally all week because he was just such a good friend, right? He was, he loved everyone and he made everybody, no matter how singular they were in his life or a stranger they may have felt felt like feel like they were the most important thing in the world and it's very rare that someone passes and their legacy makes you want to be a better person and he's done that for me and I didn't know him at all but I feel like Christina you're one of those people where you just make me want to be a better person and I feel like you make me feel so important in your life and I just met you and I feel like we have this whole world together even though we just started to know each other. And I just wanted to thank you for whatever you've been through to be this person now because you're changing lives just by being. And I know that's your message. Um, I know you're an author of Extra, the book, The Art of Being. And I know you've just done an amazing TED Talk and you guys can find that. We'll talk all about that. You can find her website and she does women's groups and she's known as a confidence guru and she's an entrepreneur. She's at the top of her company author, speaker, but she's driven by her calling to help women find their confidence and life purpose. And she's just such a heart-centered woman, mother, wife, friend, and I'm grateful to know you. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I am already so choked up. Um, We haven't even started, but I will just say, I will receive your love and send it back. And all I know is this gorgeous creature with long blonde hair walked into my life what was it six months ago? And it has been changing everyone in my family to know you and to love on you. And I, I know that when the universe gives me a gift, like you, I listen. And, um, I also just know that there is a lifetime of love ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for you Mm -hmm. period. Thank you. And the story. I will briefly tell my side of the story. If you have a side of the story, you can tell it, but this is my perspective of how we met. So I'll give you kind of the cliff notes and some parts that matter to me. So I, as you guys know, I live in Chicago and I always thought, you know, once I get married and have kids and have some land, I'll have dogs. Of course, it's part of the family. I've never had um, dogs growing up because my dad's been deathly allergic. And so I've always wanted them. I just, it wasn't an opportunity. We couldn't do it. And so um, I just started craving having a dog in a weird way. And I was looking, I was like, what do I want? I want to come home and I want to just have something that like cuddles me and just like lays there. And so I'm looking at all these like, uh, doodles, like these, uh, not like large, but like midsize, you know, labradoodles, something really snuggly. And my friend Jessica has her 40th birthday party. And then she has her book launch party here. And she's one to always bring in really fun, different, um, readers and mediums to her little parties. And two of these readers that I saw back to back within two weeks asked me the same question. They said, do you have a dead dog? And I said, what? No, I've never had a dog. And they're like, well, there's a dog coming through that really wants to meet you. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we think it might be like lead you to your husband. And I was like, what? That's so interesting. And I'm like, well, I've been kind of like on Instagram looking at them, sending my brother different ideas. And so two two people said the same exact thing within like literally weeks apart. So I'm like, you know what? I got to listen to this. So I'm really in this dog market. 
long story short, my friend Kelly and Katie are in town and they know this beautiful being Christina Glickman. And they're like, hey, Laura, I know this is really random. I know you said you're looking for a dog, but she's actually fostering two dogs and she has to give one up. Um, what if you got one of her dogs? And I was like, okay, I mean, let me meet her. And I meet this woman and I'm so nervous, you guys. For me, this is motherhood for the first time. You know, I've been a single woman. I'm like, this is a big step for me. Big, big, big step for me. I know some people online are laughing, but it is. If you know me intimately, you're like, Laura got a dog. Yeah, that's a big step for me. And I'm like crying at the top of Soul House. Like, hey, am I going to do this? I don't know. Like, I'm like literally giving birth through my heart. I'm like, this is a this is a step down a new road. Like, oh my gosh. And I walk into her beautiful house, by the way. And she stops me before we walk in. She looks me dead in the eye and she's like, we're, we're not going in yet. We're going to breathe. We're going to be here together. I just want you to know this is a big decision and whatever you choose is perfect for you. And I love you and I support you no matter what. Please don't do this for us. Please do this for you. And it was just this moment. And I'm like sobbing in her arms. You guys, I have never met this woman in my life. And I'm like, you are my new mother. Like, who are you to just see that perspective? Somebody else could have been like, take this damn dog right now. I don't care who you are. <laughs> like, you were just so concerned about me and my well-being. You introduced me to your family, your kids. Your kids are like, I think she needs it for her heart to meet someone. I'm like, who is this family? <laughs> and then, you guys, these dogs are not cuddly and laying on your lap. They are psycho in the best way. I mean, the best way. They are, the. I mean, like, Christina can- it's not. I'm exhausted. End of, end of story. Best dogs, best decision. There's so many other details, but um, Christina was once my dog's mother. Now I'm my dog's mother. Their names were Pete and Potato, and now they're- Humphrey and Harley. And I um I realize this isn't a dog episode, so I'll make this quick, but um I I am crying now because I remember thinking to myself, it is a very big deal. Cause again, mother of four, I need a dog like a hole in my head, which is why we never had one. My kids wanted to foster, so I said yes. They happen to have two. Lord have mercy, who needs two? We have two. It's a total disaster, as it should be. It's a disaster, right? Laura walks in. She is literally getting clawed to death by puppies. And I'm like, this woman is going to run for the hills. Instead, she's like so kind and like, it's okay. I know they're ruining my pants. It's all right. Like everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, You should post the videos of you. from. I want to. I want to when they first met. Oh my God. Because they were just, you know, attacking you. And I just remember though, having utmost empathy that it is a big decision because it was a big decision for my family. Mm-hmm. And I actually loved that about you because it told me that this meant something to you. Mm-hmm. These were now my babies. So I wasn't going to hand, you know, what is now Harley over to someone that just wanted to take a dog. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you understand. Like, I did give birth to this kid, this baby. Like, I did. <laughs> no, I know. And for a long time, I'm like, hey, mom, like, what do I feed him? Like, what do I do? You're like, I don't know. I don't know anything about dogs. I'm like, you don't know anything about dogs. I don't know anything about dogs. What are we doing? Neither of us did. And that's what I think is also funny. Cause you're like, oh, so if you, you have dogs or you have I'm like, oh no, no, no. Like we don't know what we're doing either. And so I, I will say it's that it really is a love story because not only was I connected to you for life, but the fact that these brothers never had to see a shelter a day in their life have, have literally went from love to love to love. Mm -hmm. It's just for me. And I I'm obsessed now. I mean, I don't even like feed my kids. Like I just talked (laughs) to Humphrey. So (laughs) it's just, it is life-changing. It's so much work. You guys, you have to follow Christine on Instagram for so many reasons, but she hand feeds her dog every morning. I will not be hand feeding Harley. Like I am like the psycho mom over here. If you want how to be loving, follow Christina. It's a a problem. I'm equally destroying Humphrey as I did my kids. So for sure. But I will say that your story too, about, you know, Jessica and the reader and all these things is something that's new into my life, which is just the statement of listening to the universe and reading. And I'll tell you, when you walked out of that car and we were even on the sidewalk before we came in, like, I really did fall in love with you and I knew it was right. And that's, I didn't plan to come out and say that to you. Like, but I felt that energy right away. And I think what I've tried to really do lately in my life is be present to that Mm -hmm. and understand that 
that's really what we need to be giving to one another. Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't matter if you're coming over for a dog or for business or for, it's like grace and compassion and, and all the things, because I'm sure that you having the, the um, ability to process this very big decision without my pressure was helpful to you because oh, yeah. you didn't need that. Totally. You know, I was like, are you ready? Can you take this dog? Like, I mean, you know, I, so I'm just so grateful because again, if we're open, look what happens. Totally. If we're open, if we listen, because we're getting, you know, it doesn't have to be a direct, you know, Hey, by the way, is your dead dog coming through? Like, it doesn't have to be so like direct, but it could be the same sign that, you know, or the whisper all day long. And it's like, you just aren't listening. But when you do listen, it's magical because if anything, like you said, I got a family and I feel that way. Like when we're DMing and I'm like, Oh my God, she's doing a Ted talk. Harley, look, we got to tell mom she's doing a good job. Oh, and my kids are obsessed with you. Like how's Laura doing? Is Harley doing? Like, I mean, it's, there's something that is really special. And I, know. I will say this, who doesn't need more love in their life? I right. would take it all dang day. Right. Like who doesn't need more people in their corner, more people rooting for them, more yes. people that genuinely care about them and want nothing in return. Totally. And that's right? who you are at your core. And that's why you're here because yes, we have this magical dog story and we could probably <laughs> laugh and tell like lessons of dogs all day. Yes. <laughs> But you are an ambassador of love. You really, really are, whether it's in business, whether it's in motherhood. And because of that, my experience of you is that you live life from a lens of yes and. Like, I can, like, no matter what it is, I can build a large organization. I can have all my kids. I can have this crazy dog. I can have this husband, can have this house in this crazy city. And they can have you know, school closing and now it's open and now it's closed. And I can do it all because you live in this come from of yes. And right. Versus either, or, or I have to do this. And then I do that. And like, you just live in love and I don't, have you, have you always been that way? Is that something you learned from your parents? Like, is that a lesson? Yeah, I love, I love this question because, and first of all, thank you for those words, but I, I think there's a few things happening. One is season of life. I'm 49 years old. I have a lot of years on you and there's just something about living and chapters that we just, the, 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 thankfully the universe gives them to us, but I don't think we could arrive at some of these feelings or states of being. Now you are wildly ahead of me, everything from your self-awareness to your entrepreneurship, to all these things. And when I say ahead of me, I just mean, um, I'm so grateful that somebody that I love is so aware mm-hmm. because I think you have got the most magical runway, um, where I feel like I discovered it later than I would have wanted to. And I, I think that the reason why I feel that in my life, it's funny when people also say to me, oh my gosh, you have so much going on. How do you do all these things? Which is annoying to me anyways, because like the badge of busyness, but I always say, I only do what I want to do. So I actually don't feel like a tornado. Right. And I've got all these kids and I've got all these businesses and I've got all these things and I've got social media. I feel none of that right. because I'm operating from a place that I totally understand what my core values are. Mm. My core values are that every day, the people that I love know it. Um, now I don't always succeed. And if I don't, that's okay. I start over the next day. And then how do I want to feel at the end of the day? That's my, not, what did I get done? How productive was I? Did my business sell a million dollars? Did I write seven more books? Did I get accepted to attend? None of those things. Those are great. And I, I'm a, a dream chaser and a goal person, but the energy that I want to chase is how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel at the end of the day? Well, I want to feel that the people that I care about know because that's important to me. I want to feel like I'm stepping into whatever the future version is for me. And for me right now in my life, what that means is that I get to show up in a creative space and surround myself with people that I love, that make me come alive, that see me for me, that accept me and lift me and want to support me so that I can deliver my message, which I think is to women. Right. And so, and Am I, am I putting myself in that energy every day? And again, sometimes I'm not right. So this is no perfect plan, but I'm very aware that I'm living for today. And again, based on life experience, I've had a lot of loss. And so I think when you come from that place, it's hard not to be grateful for every day that you're not in some sort of emergency mode. Like Mm -hmm. my benchmark will always be is everyone that I love safe today and they're okay. Okay. All right, great. That's the great first step. Now let's move on to the next. And unless it's really a consequence of a life or death, I can pretty much handle it Mm. because anything else. And again, I'm not minimizing health things. You know, I've been on my own skin cancer journey. I, you know, we've had job losses in finance. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, 
and no violin playing here. I just mean, I, I cannot live in a place that doesn't give me hope every day mm. because I don't know where I would be. Like if I s- decided to write down all the ways that the pandemic has ruined my life, that gives me no motivation. So instead I'm going to say, what did it, what did it give me instead of what did it take? And that could sound, you know, Pollyanna or like my head is in the rainbows, but I can't live another way. And I think when I live that way, it allows me to try life on in all the ways without the consequence of what will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so you write a book and it sucks. Oh, well, no one's dying. Okay, great. So <laughs> yes. your kid, your kid uh, can't take an ACT and they score like a monkey. Okay, well, no one's dying. Let's figure out what going um, you are, whatever it might be. That's my, always my thing, which is, so what? Like, now that it's not a big deal, but like, okay, so you lose your job. Okay, that's horrible. And you have to figure out how you have to pay your bills. But how about if I look at that as an invitation so that there's something else for me? Because if I look at it that way, I don't feel as paralyzed. And, you know, I'm okay to Charlie Brown it out and be sad and watch Netflix and do all the things. Like, I want to feel the feelings, but I don't want to like check into that hotel for too long. Right. Like, I want to come out. Right. And so I think that that's sort of why I lead with love because it's easier for me. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. And it's so like, there's so much doomsday to, so to show up on your page is like, just like, I really choose to follow people like you because it's, there's so much heaviness right now. And so we need more people like you now. Have you always been like this? I know you said, um, death and loss has been something. Yeah. So was that a conscious choice when losing someone or was, was that I think just- it's always been this way, okay. but I think the difference is that I was always extremely type a driven planner. I have a goal. I need to achieve it. I feel terrible about myself if I don't. Okay. And, and I've really, you know, even in the pandemic world and just aging, I've really released all those rules. And, and it's because I realized that I was really living my life for other people, right? Because it doesn't, most of the time, you know, when somebody asks you about something, I always say it cast out on yourself. And even if it's well-intended, like, you know, what, what kind of dog food are you feeding your dog? It's not organic and whatever. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm killing my dog. Like it, we just were so easily swayed into thinking we're doing something wrong. Right. And that's exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting to feel that way. Yeah. And so I like to say that I audit myself to, of course, listen to information and, and take it in, but I'm not going to lead my life based upon things that you're saying, smart or not. Yeah. And that to me takes a lot of intention. Yeah. And it gets easier though when you surround yourself only with people like you, which yeah, that's and what it I takes like a do. really strong self-center and and yeah. just like really truth in knowing who you are and also being able to like really check yourself, you know, because you have that checks and balances. Like, do I feel good today? Did I, would I score myself on a one to 10 today? You, you're really like playing your game on your field and that takes, you know, a strong sense of self confidence and like grit, a willingness to be with yourself. Like that's ballsy in itself. Well, I think, I think the other thing, if we think about it though, the other choice is just so exhausting. Oh, right. Like if I just, if you said, um, Christine, I want to have a chat here. And I thought about all the ways that I needed to show up to impress you, impress your audience, talk about all the things I would be a nervous wreck and I would never do anything, but instead I do this. I swear I'm laughing, but you could be Oprah. And I would say, I'm showing up as my pure self. I have good intention. I hope something I say lands on someone. And that has to be enough. Yeah. I cannot if I live up to this other thing, I'm always going to fail. So I I have to just understand for myself that I'm doing the best that I can. I'm showing up as myself. I'm learning along the way. I'm okay if I fail. And I think the the part for me is the consequence of not doing it is larger than doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I don't, I think that, you know, for as cliche as it is, we're not promised tomorrow. And life is so fragile and delicate that I want to know that when I go to bed at night, am I living my best life? And by best life, that's defined by me. Mm-hmm. Best life for me is that all my people are here and I love them and they're happy. I get to go on a vacation with them, not because it's luxurious, but it just means I get to be present. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's really simple things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other stuff's great, but at the end of the day, you know, people say it all the time, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're on your deathbed here, you're not talking about the great meeting you had. 
you know, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're just not. Now the great Zoom box, the life of right. Zoom boxes. Oh my gosh. Right. Gosh. Oh my gosh. To die thinking of all the Zooms. What an awful life. <laughs> I, I know. Well, and also too, like, isn't it, we're so hard on ourselves, right? Like if only we would give ourselves the grace you would give me. I mean, yes. and, and yes. the way we do it is to model for each other. So good. So good. I mean, yeah, I don't know. And, and just, we, we just don't like even do it enough. And so for me, it's a daily practice. I certainly haven't figured it out, but I'm very aware that now that I've lived in this state of peace, I don't want to go back. Mm. Mm. Yes. Now are there like you know, three things or like five, like non-negotiables every single day to get to peace. Is it like waking up early before your kids? Is I think it- so. And they're all silly. That's okay. Um, they're yours. But but they're like, I, before I go to bed at night, um, I need to have, if anybody ever watches what I do, I read on a whiteboard the day. Yeah. The I always wondered what that was. I was going to ask you that. From the pandemic, my kids go to a Montessori school. They write the date. That's what they do. So okay. when they did remote learning two years ago, I said, Oh, rocket, let's write the date like Montessori. And now that's just what we do. So that's you just write the date. I thought you were like writing your goals for the day or something. Okay. So you just write the date, like happy Monday. This is the that's date. it. Okay. And that's it. So what um, does that practice do? For you. Well, this is what I was going to say. Okay. So at night, I set out the diffuser and the whiteboard. I set out my cup of coffee with my Starbucks instant packet with the with the cup with the um, spoon. Um, I push all the chairs in at the table. There's no there are no dishes in the sink, and then I can go up to bed because then I get up in the morning. Um, and I, you know, I usually get up really early with Humphrey, but um, I need to just come downstairs knowing that the day is started in a settled place for me. And to me, that just means there's not like like the, the clutter or mess of yeah. the night before. Mm-hmm. And so those are non-negotiables for me because it just sets my mood mm-hmm. in, in the right way. Um, and it sounds silly, but I think that when you get into a cadence of something, it's helpful because I don't know, there's a normalcy to it. And I think a lot of us developed some normalcies in, a, in the pandemic just to make us feel like we had routine when we were really isolated. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what that board is, okay. is it's just like, that's how I start my day. I love it. And I love that you're committed to like, setting up your environment, like to be peaceful. Like I'm kind of that way. Like I'm in ways a minimalist and you know, my car has to yeah. be clean. Like I'm freaking out. Cause like Harley, it's been like so gross out and like his paws right. are all over the back. And I'm like, I can't wait to clean the back of my car. Like I, it just makes me like crazy when things are right. not in order. Cause then I have like peace. Absolutely. And that's the thing, which is, you know, right. Talking about our way. It, it's about what gives you that comfort, right? Totally. Like what makes you feel that, that you can start your day with that kind of wherewithal. So that's like a non-negotiable for me. And that's really simple and that's it. And I don't, I don't write goals on that board or don't, I don't know. It's just, but it's a moment of like breath and simplicity and you're with yourself yeah. for a period of time before everyone else yeah. is with you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's super important and a foundational practice that all of us can take on whatever that looks like. It's my dad's going on a bike ride by himself, you know, yeah. my mom has her bath or, you know, right. whatever it is, it's, it's finding that formula for you, your internal formula, which will reflect externally. So you have built a large direct sales business. And we were talking about this earlier. And I said, a percentage of this audience is in the same field. And I would love to know just how you've done that. When you started, how old were you? What did you do? Like, what are some formulas that had you really grow inside of this way of doing life and business? Absolutely. Um, Well, a few things. I'd never done any sort of network marketing sales or anything before. And in fact, I really wasn't somebody that should have been approached because a lot of times, you know, we we assume things about people about that, why they might want to have this kind of business and in the sense of maybe they're looking for work or they're not as busy. But when I was approached about looking into this company, I really shouldn't have even been asked because again, four kids, you know, president of the parent association on everything board, you know, nobody, wow. there's no time, right? A lot of times we think, oh, they don't have time to do this. But the reality is that um, I was really interested in the mission of this company. And so I've been, like I said, I've been doing it for about six years. And what I think is so um, a driving force of all of this is why you want to get involved in things like this. Right. And for me, the flexibility alone was something that I really wanted. It's like, how do you build a business while be while you're able to do all the things you wanted to do? And for me, it was, I don't ever want to miss dropping my kids off at school or picking them up. Like that's, I'm not doing it. And so I was going to go back to advertising. That's my like career that I did. And um, I actually had a, I was going to say yes to this job opportunity. And then I said, 
the moment that they tell me like, you know, I've got to be at a meeting somewhere and fly, I'm out. Yeah. So for me, network marketing, besides being sort of in love with, you know, your company and product and mission and all those things was the flexibility Mm -hmm. and the reality that the harder I work, the more money I was going to make and the organization that I could build and the culture that I could create. Mm -hmm. And so that I'd never experienced that before. And so for me, I love the fact that um, anything's possible and it's all up to me. And that was exciting. And then, you know, having been there a long time now, um, obviously I'm really driven by the leadership aspect and mentoring people and, and also the watching other people achieve success is incredible Mm -hmm. and how life-changing it can be for so many people Mm -hmm. that income and whatever the income is for you. Um, it really is Mm life-changing. And so, uh, for me, I just think it's a, a wonderful business especially for entrepreneurs that have their hands in a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, some people it's a side income or a passive thing. Other people, it's their full-time gig. But what I love is that it's expansive. It allows you to grow, meet new people, try on a lot of parts of your personality that you didn't even know existed. So I, I mean, I'm all for this kind of social selling model. Yeah. And I love that you call it social selling and, and seeing you, you know, you and I are in completely different companies, but it just like, it's inspiring. Like you can, Anybody that's great at anything or anybody that's doing what they love, period, you know, whatever, however much they're making, it's just inspiring, you know, and you've found a way to do it, weave it in your life. Like you've, you're social selling and you're not probably doing it like anyone else. And, yeah. or maybe you are, I don't know, but well, no, it's funny that you say that. Cause I would do these sort of like training seminars and you'd hear time and time again, well, but I'm not you, right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're, I couldn't do. And I'd always say, well, first of all, I don't want you to do it like me. And I don't want you to do anything like me, but once you can really unlock for yourself, what feels good to you, right. then you'll actually work your business. And so, you know, the example I always say is like, if there's a part of your business that you don't really enjoy. And again, I, I, in our company, you know, you would do a lot, pr- pretend we weren't in a pandemic a lot of, you know, home parties and stuff like that. And yeah. I got to the point where like, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. And not because there's anything wrong with it, but I had lived that season and I, it didn't make me come alive. So I had to say to myself, okay, so how do I grow my business in other ways and, and try other things on. And so that for me is why I always say like, if it's something that you want, figure out what works for you. You don't have to do it the way everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, I absolutely hate, I'm making up sending emails. I don't know. It's like not your jam then don't send the emails, but you have to figure out a way to communicate with your audience or your clients or your organization. But to me, don't tell me what you can't do. Tell me what you can. I love that. And there is a way. And so that's why I think that for anybody with, with any sort of creative spirit, you can figure out how to work a business your way. And when you work it your way, it's authentic to you. It's genuine. You're not doing it in a way that doesn't feel right. Like, I do think it's smart to look at past success and see how people are doing it and learn from it. But, but really, how do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And, and if you start to do it from that way, not only will you be happier, but I think you'll be more successful. Yeah. Long-term because, for sure. Right? And you'll, you'll create a new pathway for a lot of people to go, Oh, that's how I want to do it too. Like you'll open up new doors yeah. through your, through following your own creativity. I love that. Have there been any roadblocks for you? Like, gosh, I've had to overcome some limiting beliefs or, um, you know, I know for me personally, it's like overcoming, you know, what people think and judgment. And like, I just think you're so good at that. So I don't know if you've always been so free. Oh, no, I mean, all of it. I mean, uh, first of all, I always found a way, I think, to hide from the fact that I was selling anything, Mm. because if I'm selling something to you, I feel like guilty about it. Like if I said to you, that's good. I think a lot of women feel that way. Right. So it's like, if, if you said, um, which I don't think you would, that you liked my crazy scarf. Thing. No, I love it. I was going to say she's wearing a tutu on her neck. I am. I am. <laughs> Is it really a tutu? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Um, and so we'll get into fashion. Said, if you said you loved it and I told you about it and you went and bought it, that's all great. But for some reason, when a woman especially accepts a paycheck for something that she's done, there's a need to apologize for it or explain or all the things. And so changing that narrative is a whole other bucket for me about you know women and accepting that money story. But the the reality is that there are a lot of um I I I think you know, sort of negative narratives about, you know, direct sales and networking and all, all these things, which for me, I would always say, if I allow your thinking to stop me, then what a shame for me to build a business. 
So instead, I'm going to talk to the people that I know actually want to hear from me. And there are many. So for those of you that actually either think that I'm just, you know, selling things or it's icky or it's whatever, like you do you. I'm going to go down my path because I know what I'm doing is right. I know it for me. And that's got to be enough. Mm -hmm. But the moment that we stop, I always say, like, listening to what we want to do, I've I've handed you the driver's license to me. So Mm -hmm. if I didn't want to pursue this because I think that so-and-so thinks that this kind of selling is icky, then I didn't, I don't have a job opportunity. I'm not making money for my family. I'm not, you know, exercising my confidence muscle. So it's really hard, but to stay in your lane and quiet the noise to me is, is the way we got to operate. There's always going to be somebody that wants to take us down. Right. Or like, you know, if I said, I remember when I said, Oh, I think I'm going to write a book and the, you know, people well-intended, well, you know, books don't make a lot of money. And <laughs> did you know that most people don't da, 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 da. And it's just like, you know, clear away. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but those things for sure were difficult. They're not anymore because again, I don't ever want to say I don't care what people think because I don't think that's a truth. Of course, I care what people think. But now I, I really just consider the source or the audience Totally. because totally. here's the thing. If you care about me, you, what you're going to say is, I'm so happy for you. How can I support you? Right. And you're going to listen. Right. And if you actually don't respond that way, I need to audit who's in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I don't, I feel that I can operate from a place of complete freedom because I don't have any of those people in my ear. Yeah, or you don't hear it because you've just really stayed in your lane. That's such a beautiful, um, I just think that that's something like all of us can continue to overcome, period, no matter what we're doing, especially if you're an entrepreneur because you're always going to be creating your own pathway that people don't understand because it's your vision and people can't see from your vantage point. And they're always trying to like love on you and protect you, but you have to be true to your heart. And I think... um, yeah, you just live from a space of non-judgment um, for others. So it just becomes so easy yeah. to accept you and what you do because you're well, done. I, I think the other thing too, and again, trust me, uh, you know, I'm working on this all the time. But the other thing I always say to myself is I don't need to explain anything to you. Mm. I don't owe you any explanation as to why I'm doing it. If somebody said, I'll never forget, you know, when I started off in this business, you know, people then saying, nobody makes money in this. And why are you doing this? And again, they're trying to be helpful, whatever the case is. And that really was crushing to me in the beginning. Right. And I really, I think dimmed my light in so many ways, but now when somebody gives me a perspective or I read one or whatever, I always just say like, I don't need to explain anything to you Mm -hmm. at all. If I want to actually adopt 25 dogs, I get to do that. And I don't need to tell you why. I mean, right. I don't. you don't. Yeah. And so that's liberating, right? Yeah. It's like, I really don't. I mean, I'm going to explain it to you if I care about you. And I think that your that your number one interest is in is your me. well-being. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which many times it's not, you know, no. and, and I think another thing that you do so well that liberates you is I, I don't think you care to be perfect. No, good God. no. And I think that that is that can can really halt us inside of this business and business in general, um, just trying to, to get it all right. I think you're, oh. you're ballsy and it's, it's amazing to see a mother of four be so ballsy. But isn't it so funny? Like you say that. And, and it shouldn't and- be that way. Like I, I hope in the future it won't. Funny because when I hear you say that, which I appreciate, that's funny. It's like when people say to me, like, where'd you get your confidence? And I laugh. I think the reason I'm so confident is because I'm not if this makes any sense to you, it's because I know that I don't know everything. I, I'm not the the most gorgeous walking into the room. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the, so because I already am very well aware that I'm just me, I don't, I don't have to pretend to be this, this thing that I'm not, because if I try to be like, even like for lack of a better word, like so super cool or amazing. Professional. I'm going to fail. Yeah. I'm going to fail. So to me, it's almost like, cause again, and I'll go back to like, um, you know, we would have these like leadership events in this company and we all go to, uh, you know, swanky place and you're sitting in the hotel and you're at the tables. And I, every time I'd walk into the room, I'd be like, Oh, I so don't belong here. Like these people are so successful and they have organizations 10 times the size of mine. And what am I doing? And you then really I really thought that always, wow. always. Wow. And then I'd, I'd get to my little seat and I would just say, but I'm here. Cause I'm me. 
and that's it. I could have one person, you could have 4,000. It doesn't matter. This is my role, my place. Like that's okay. And I'm not competing with anyone but myself. Like, and I can, I can support you. I can be excited for you. I can cheer you on. It has no bearing on me. It just doesn't. And so all the time now, like I, and that's I easy, like in life with social media too, like business oh. or not, like that's just a good like life lesson. Well, I think that I I've turned the corner on instead of being intimidated by others' success, I'm inspired by it. Good. Now, I, also the real deal though, it also depends on the day. Like I'm feeling really junky about myself. I'm really not like excited to see how awesome someone's doing because mm-hmm. I feel bad about myself. But I'm aware that like I'm just not in a good place myself, so I should probably just like stay away. But there's this. I've released this sense of urgency. Like if I see you doing that's huge, right? Like if I see you doing a hundred things and you're doing awesome and And you're going fast and growing fast and like, you're killing it and all the things that I'm like, Oh my God, I I buckle up. I white knuckled it for decades. Mm. That's how I felt. And I also think why I was successful very early on is because I, that drive. And now I literally, even now walking into this new year ahead and it's all met with love, but what are you doing? And what are the, like, all the things? Because the way I feel right now with my businesses is that I know that any one of them has all these places it can go. Right. And instead of being paralyzed by like, oh my gosh, should I be doing this? And should I be doing this? I'm like, no, like what's today? Okay. Today I'm with Laura and we're doing this and that's fantastic. And what feels nutritive to me tomorrow. And it doesn't mean that I'm not like trying to plan, but it means again. Um, and I think of our good friend, Katie, the universe will not miss me. So, so it just won't. So I'm going to release, I'm going to put my energy into things that I know that need to happen. And like, it's going to be okay because otherwise I should be thinking like, oh my God, I should be leveraging the Ted talk and the podcast. Am I blasting it out there enough? And should I be doing more photo shoots? Oh my gosh, my (laughs) other business. Should I? And then we are crazy. Yeah. And then we paralyze ourselves. And then we're just like laying on the couch, like no. Humphrey, help me. Like, I understand I'm not that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in that tornado. And I I've think done. it's so inspiring because you're like, okay, listen, I'm hit with a, with a burst of creativity. Boom. Yeah. We're going for this TED talk. Right. You know what? Now I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm going on vacation with my family. Like, don't talk to me. I'm not, you know, it's like you really listen to your system, you know? Well, and it's funny because I do that even like with social media and I love social media because I feel that I've created this little community of love. It is nothing but a happy place for me because there are people like you. I don't have any hate. I got nothing negative. I've got like happy Friday, eat some cookies. Like I don't have, so for me, social media, I don't need a break because it's my love place. I don't, I don't have anything but goodness there. But the thing is that I also say, and I'm on it a lot, but I'm on it when I want to be like, yeah. I don't feel the pressure of, oh my God, today I've got to have five stories out there and I've got to do two. Right. I cannot operate that way. Yeah. I cannot. That's true for you. And you get in a place to make you feel most alive. So you are doing the things that that are most sure for you. You're living activated, which is this podcast, living in alignment, right? Internally and externally reflecting each other. And um, it shows, it shows. I just know that when I start to get that because that itch and nudge of like, oh my God, I should be doing this. Should I be hiring seven more coaches? Should I get a BA and should I do whatever? Like again, smart things, by the way. But I, I, I really slow it down. And I'm like, Christina, just stop. Mm-hmm. Just take the pause. You're getting crazy. Stop. Yeah. Because again, it, it just, I know what feeds my soul. And, and that way of living isn't one that I want to prescribe to anymore. Right. And not that it's bad. There's no right or wrong here. But when you know how you operate, really just try to listen and honor it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just, I don't want to come from that, that place of like, I don't know, killing it. <laughs> Yes. It's well, I think it's a, it's a, that's what the pandemic, the gift of it was for many of us is that that does not work anymore. Like we have to be healthy to be okay. We have to be whole and centered for anything to work. Like we need to slow down to speed up. We need to recenter, see what's important. And you know, like, come on, like if we don't get it now, like we're not going to get it. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, that's where the world we're evolving to. Yeah. And I, it makes me think like, okay, if I, if I'm feeling so whole today, how am I going to feel in a year? Right. So, cause I hope I'm always evolving. Right. And I don't ever feel this sense of I've figured it all out, but just a sense of like, and, and getting back to sort of like the business mindset is the fact that we are able to try on many hats as we want. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the worst thing we can do is actually stop ourselves before we even do it because we think something's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, I would say all day long, you know, always ask yourself, like, what's the consequence to the action holding me back? Okay. Well, I don't want to do it because I'm going to be embarrassed. I don't want to do it because I'm going to lose too much money. I don't want to do it. Okay. All right. Well, is that something you can overcome? Like, again, That's if you such a good practice for any limiting belief, I love that. Right. Well, it's kind of like, all right, so I'll be embarrassed. Okay. Well, and then I would say to you, um, I love you, but no one cares about you. So get over yourself. Cause like, they actually don't care what you're right. doing. They're worried about right. themselves. They worry about themselves. So it's like, all right, so you put a book out there. It totally sucks, but your family and friends say they love it. They buy it. And then like <laughs> move on and you go make dinner. Right. Like, but here's the thing. You didn't die. You did it. Nobody yep. dies. Um, okay. So I want to start this business and I need to get investors, but I don't have enough money and all the things. Okay. Well, does this mean that like, you're going to be homeless? Cause then you probably shouldn't do that right now. Like let's figure that out. Yeah. But ultimately if the consequence isn't so big, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of covers my next question. I was going to ask you because you have this whole brand about, you know, expression really like living extra living authentically. And you, you're big fashion guru. Like you're literally wearing a tutu around your neck right now. It's fantastic. Like I was like thinking before this, I was like, should I wear something? Should I wear an insane outfit for this? Like I really was going to show up hilarious. Yeah, I one with an undershirt. <laughs> but then I was like, no, she would want me to be me. I would. Um, <laughs> so I'm here wearing some black leather. However, um, how do you show up unapologetically, like without the fear of being like, like fully seen? Like I yeah. think for women, it, and I'm speaking to myself, like I have yeah. that fear. And I think it's deep seated in women from lifetimes before us. And you at least project something different. I mean, I have full body chills because I do think that it like runs in our DNA. I don't know what it is. It's like a cellular, like, oh God, I can put myself out there. I'm not going to die. And and the funny part about it is that um, while I have this sort of, you know, loud presence with the hair and the tutu and the whole thing, I am sort of like a, a quieter being, if that makes sense. Like well, I don't sensitive, you're empathetic for sure. Well, I don't come into a room hoping that you're looking at me, right? Like you that's actually, that not, that's not who I want to be or am, but I am so committed to that. This is how I want to show up. Cause it feels like me that I actually can't try on another version. Like I can't come to you in a Navy blue suit. Like <laughs> it's never going to happen. And so, and it's, and, and that's actually as hard for me as it is somebody showing up with a tutu around their neck. Right. Like, it's not me. And so, so it, I I'm always very clear about like style and fashion and whatever. It's truly like, okay, black leather is you. It makes you feel like Laura. Like you feel like your best self. You can use your voice in the way that you want it to somebody else. If it's your flannel, then wear your flannel. Like, right. you know, I'll, I, I always say that confidence is the best article of clothing you can ever wear yeah. because you feel it right. Like, and we also know that attractive people love themselves, mm. right? It doesn't matter. You know that you've seen the most beautiful woman and they're so unattractive. Yeah. Of how they carry themselves, who they are. Well, but you see others, someone yeah. that, you know, aesthetically maybe isn't as pleasing, but they are so beautiful because you can like, you sense their energy. Yeah. You sense it. And so for me, it's like allowing ourselves to just feel how we want to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we have the rules on, I can't wear that because I, I, you know, I'm too fat or I can't do that because it's too loud or I can't. And it's so sad because again, if we surround ourselves with the right people, we are all like making sure that you don't feel that way. Yeah, right. Totally. Because- and two of my friends, I think you might know them. Their names are uh, Shelly and Tali. They, they work in the fashion industry and they like, yeah, they're yeah. amazing. I love yeah. them. They're be- beautiful souls, yeah. but they'll like strip your closet down. If you don't love it, if it doesn't bring you joy, you know, down yeah. out like out with it, clean it out, organize it. And then let's bring in new that like is you now in this moment, which is ever evolving. And I'm wondering how you can inspire each of us to walk into our closet and get dressed every day. Like I know what I do. And some days I'm like, you know what? I, I woke up too late. I just have to grab something. But a lot of times it's what I do. I lay in bed and I'm like, what does my soul want me to wear? And I, and I lay in bed until it shows me the outfit. I love that. That's, that's how I get dressed. It's funny you say that I do that myself uh, when I go to bed, like I think about things. And I would say the simplest thing is that for me, a lot of the expression already lies within your closet and doesn't need anything new. Mm. And so there are a few things for me that, again, this is what I like. This isn't what other people like, but it might make you feel more fun. It's like, you know, I'm not a matchy matchy 
person. And sometimes try to pair something unexpected. Um, And it doesn't have to be wacky. You don't have to do like polka dots with stripes, but like something that doesn't feel, or maybe you've got on a classic tuxedo shirt, but you put pearls with it or something that's unexpected. I mean, for you, you've got leather on and I would say like, I would wear track pants with those. Yeah. Oh, fun. So 90s. Right. So whatever feels a little different now, again, no one's going to be running to cut tool and put it around their neck. But for me, I also like, I love a good pair of scissors. I'm constantly cutting shirts and and whatever. Um, That's dramatic. But I'd say when you go in your closet, try to say, okay, I know I always wear this white shirt with these brown pants and I do this, like, what can I put in here? That's a little bit different, but kind of fun. I don't mean like put something on you think is awful, but pushing yourself a tiny bit more because one people notice that also is fun and it's not meant to be so serious. Yeah. I think it brings out our inner child. Like when you're saying that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, when I was younger, I used to cut shirts. Like my dad told me, he's like, I feel like the first time you really stepped into your feminine was when you cut your Cubs shirt into a midriff. And I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like I I need to start cutting shit again. I love that. (laughs) And I also like, it's funny. I mean, I get super inspired by my kids. Like, you know, yesterday Ryder wore this shirt, which is bonkers, insane. And he just took a tie and the tie just sat over the collar. So he comes downstairs and I was like, what's that? He's like, just put it over it. It's like, okay. Touche, (laughs) touche. Something a little different instead of like, I've got to throw everything out and I got to, you know, but what, what makes it a little bit more, again, this might be too much for people, but would you put athletic socks with like some heels that made you feel a little bit edgy? Would you, um, whatever it might be to make you feel like there's a little bit more, I mean, not to sound so funny on brand, but it's sort of the, the extra of how I think about life, which is, can you just do a little more that that's where extra came from for me, which was everything I've ever done in my life. If you tell me to do 10, I've done 11. Wow. I've just always given a little more. I don't mean successfully or an Olympian. I just mean, if you ask me something, I'm going to do a little bit more wow. um, and go a little bit further or for me. Yeah. You push the edge. You're edgy. You push boundaries, you, you know, just a little bit more. And so I, I love, because there's no doubt that when we put something on that we love, it changes how we feel. So say what you want about it being clothing or shallow or fashion or whatever you want, how you, are what you wear says so much more about you than even opening your mouth. I a thousand percent agree. And in that way, you're a confidence role model because seeing you just like, damn, she wore some athletic socks with some heels. That's bold. Like that makes me want to be more confident. Like, it doesn't mean I want to wear athletic socks with heels, but yeah, I just want yeah. to be like, like it's inspiring. Yeah. Well, just to do something else. Yeah, and the yeah. thing is like, not only, I don't even think of it as bold for me. I think of it as it was fun and it's a moment and who cares? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, and people, even now, like I look at the book at some of the outfits and I hate them. Oh, I think they're really? and disgusting, but that's, but that's, you don't care yeah. and you let it go. Oh. Who cares? That was a moment in time. I thought that was a good idea. I now think it's a really bad idea. And, and who cares? Who oh cares? My gosh, I love you. So well, one last question about business yeah. and I want to go into the TED yeah. talk, which actually they're one and the same. So I think you've done such a good job getting your family on board. And I think a lot of people feel like whether they're mothers, their fathers, you know, they have to choose. Like I'm going to work my ass off. So I have financial freedom for my family. And it's like, you really have done such a good job weaving, like bringing them on the journey, enrolling them in the process. Like your kids, like for fashion, like on a daily basis, like I literally think of Christmas vacation, like up in the attic, like everyone's getting dressed together, going through the, like, I like laugh, like, like these images come to my mind about your family. And then now you have the dog and now let's dress the dog. Oh my God, we're doing a Ted talk. Everyone's there. They're in the hotel room. Now there's balloons. Now we're all on stage with you. Now we're videoing it. It's like your husband's your photographer. I'm like, your family is in every part of each other's life. It is. There's no boundaries in the best way. There are no boundaries. No, they're not. And uh, first of all, thank you. Cause I'm receiving everything you're saying, like with love that, that well, it's like it, amazing. I mean, that's my favorite movie ever. So I know oh, it's, it is for me too, but I will tell you that, that what you just said used to make me feel bad. And oh, I, used to just, I hope you don't receive it no, that way. No, I am. Are you I'm so proud, but I'm sharing this because maybe somebody can relate to this, which is I used to get the comments of, oh my gosh, you're always with your family. Do, do you and Adam ever take trips by yourself? Like, again, 
things that make you feel bad. Yeah. And I used to be like, oh, you know, oh yeah, well we do this. And, you know, kind of like lie about things because I felt like we were too tight. Wow. And, and, and I had to explain to people too, like my kids love to be home. They, they love to be home. Well, you've and created I, an environment that they wouldn't want to leave, like in a good, healthy way. That's how I feel. But I not only know this now, but I spent years apologizing wow. that this was the life I was creating until now that I, it was really sad. But again, this is an aging thing where, you know, I always felt such pressure to have my children and my family be like everybody else, right? Like, oh no, send your, and this is nothing bad. Send your kid to camp for, for three months over the summer. They're going to grow and be independent, which again, I agree with. Those are amazing things, right. but it wasn't for my family. Yeah. And it wasn't that for your kid. Work. It didn't fit. Right. Yeah. And so I just spent so long not living my true self in my family where now like, ugh, I just shoot from the rooftop. So when did we're that awkward. switch or when were you like, this is too painful two, and two icky? Years two years ago. Okay. That's, that's recent. It's is it just, recent. it just lived in your body as too much ick that you're like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And then I just started to clear it all out because one, I realized, you know, it's a little bit like this, like, you know how you talk about how you come from an amazing family. I do. I do. And that's why, like, when I say these things, like it makes me emotional to like watch you guys with the popcorn and the thing, because (laughs) I'm like, I call my brother and I'm like, I love him. Like we were two, like I love my family. I almost get emotional about it. And it's, it's, it's such a, like a gift. I almost felt guilty about it of, of like, how did I get so lucky? This is why we are literally soul sisters because how did I get so so lucky? But this is the thing. The other important thing that you're doing though, is also owning that you come from this incredible amount of greatness and love because, and we can give it back to others because we have it also not not perpetuating a narrative so for example i used to want to um lob on when somebody would say everything from my husband's a jerk or my kid's a teenager and they're being a you know an ass or whatever yeah. and to re- be relatable we want to share oh i totally get that and, but now instead i'm like my kids are pretty great <laughs> i mean they're not perfect but right. i don't have jerks yeah have you definitely great, don't have jerks have you have love balls i have great kids and I have worked tirelessly to make sure that they feel loved and, and they are going to go out into this world and make it a better place. And I know that. And so I say that because we want to um, commiserate. So we, mm. we say trauma bind, yeah. especially in and, today's world, in today's world. And, and I don't want to do that. And so, again, it kind of goes back to this bigger ball of I don't want to apologize for the life that I want to lead. I'm not saying that yours isn't great or whatever, but for me my everything are, are in these walls. This is what we do. And, and to your point about business, and I think that anybody listening that either has a family or a partner or somebody, and it's very hard when you're dedicating yourself to a goal, whether it's building your business or a talk or whatever. In my opinion, there is a way to do both. Maybe not every day. You can't do all the things. But I think that if we can take the people that we love along for the ride, it makes them feel more invested in it. Or, right. you know, I used to say, to a lot of, um, you know, network marketing is so flexible and amazing for mothers, especially. Mm -hmm. And so I would always say like, get your family on board. Like say, I've got some really good goals here. Um, I also want to, you know, bring in these finances for our family. So you can have ballet class or you can, you know, and then when you bring people in, they're a part of it versus like mama's working, go away. Like we don't have to be that way. Now there's many moments where I'm like, guys, I got to work like adios. But, but the point is that they will never feel that they are not number one to me, mm-hmm. even when I have to put them to the side. Mm-hmm. And then- Because it's the, for and, them. Right, and, and they know that, you verbalize that. Right, I verbalize it, but I also am not willing to not leave my life with them because I am banking on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, no, today's here. I need to be with you today. And so there's a way to manage both. And I don't mean it's magical every day. I just mean, there's a way to get the people you love involved so that, you know, they understand. And I always say like the Ted process was nine months for me. And my, my family gave me that nine months. They, they, you know, I did, you know, it was going to be nine months. No, I joke that my kids walk around reciting it, you know, like your dog could recite it at this point. (laughs) Humphrey changed my life. That's a whole other thing. Thank God for him. He was my audience every day at 4am. But there is, I think that that is a, a, something that I do want to talk about in the future because the gifts are endless. Everything from people in your life seeing 
your commitment to something. Mm. Again, I don't want success. The fact that you said yes to pursuing something that made you scared. The idea that it is for you. Yes, you can do it. Like if you told me right now, I think I would like to become an astronaut. I'd be like, Laura, how do I help? Where do we sign? What do we do? You got to go to school. You need to do science. I love that. You know, it really breaks my heart. The person that I say the same thing and they're like, oh, but did you know, like, man, a lot of astronauts die. They spend their whole life. They never go to right. space. You're going to waste that much time. Like, I'm like, oh, they're such dream killers. Thank you for being a dream lover. <laughs> no, because, but, but. But to what end, right? Because here's the thing. I'm sorry, but you could be an astronaut and about to go to space. And I'm sorry, but you got into a car accident. I don't want you to get your coffee. So, I mean, I, to what end? I mean, right? Like we have to live. And, you know, it's funny, Ryder, my son who's 17 and is into fashion and we're looking at fashion schools. And I said to him, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. Um, gosh, I wish I would have done that. And he turned to me and he goes, well, why can't you? Oh. And I was like, Oh, yeah. see, you, you, you put that in your kids. That's cool. I was like, yeah, you're right, Ryder. If I wanted to do it, I could go do it right now. Yeah. And so just this idea, again, making your business the way that you want it to be. And maybe you're building that business, but then all of a sudden your creative energy takes you over here. Like, don't shut the door. Mm. Because I feel that if you are really open to more, it will only lift your existing business, help the networks that you have, give you more confidence. Because we're not meant to do like just one thing. Like yeah. In, in yeah, 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 yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And that was leading to my next question is like, you really continue to go beyond, you know, it's like you built, the, built this direct sales business. Now you have this book. Now you've done this um, TED talk. Now you're doing, you know, these workshops and, and these groups and these one-on-ones and, you know, this fashion line. And it's just what, how do you have the courage or is it just continuing to listen? Like what gives me joy now? What am I yeah. lit up about now? And you just say yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Which is, um, I have a very big list of things I don't want to do. And whenever I talk about them, I feel like a toddler. It's like saying, I want abundance, but I'm not willing to do anything to get it. Like, you know, like I feel like, but I'm, I really try to stay true to what do I actually want to do? Like, for example, um, I don't want to have a courses or memberships that require me to have action worksheets and, you know, uh, templates. Like that's not my jam. I'll, I'll fail. I can't really operate. But like you that. like what, like zoom, like group trainings live. Oh, yeah, just like, Talk to me. Okay. That's all, I just, I can't just like talk. I love and that. So, I love that. You know that. Right. And even like it within my own membership group, uh, I used to do videos and I got on one day. I'm like, guys, no more videos. They're like, what? I'm like, it doesn't feel right to me anymore. The season's over. Now, what's the consequence to that? Everybody goes away. Okay. Well, then I learned, but I don't want to keep showing up in this life, doing things that I don't want to do anymore. Mm. And so for me about what's next is I try to take stock of where I am and uh, where do I want to put my energy? The, the, I'd say the number one thing I want to do now is surround myself with women like you and do something. Mm. I don't know what it is. If you called me, I was like, Christina, can we do like a smoothie bar or something or other? And we're going to do this. And okay, that's great. Cause I, cause I have identified that. I love you. I love your creative energy. You are an entrepreneur. You are smart. You are kind. And I'm going to come alive doing something. Mm -hmm. And like, that's where I want to put my energy. Yeah. Yeah. Collaborate with people that are in alignment with your, with your goals and dreams. I love that. So a lot of people on the line, do you have a, do you have a formula to like mitigate risk? It's like, okay, I'm saying yes to this Ted talk. You didn't know it was gonna be nine months, but like yeah, yeah. a lot of people, let me just say it this way, like hopeful yeah. goals and dreams. Like you're, in my opinion, like you're very optimistic and free spirit, you yeah. know, from the outside looking in, but like, there has to be some type of discipline, grit, grind, and you know, consistency because you get it done. You've written yeah. the book and it's, yeah. you know, out in people's hands. You've delivered the Ted talk. You're at the top of your company. So like, yeah. you know, the, it's airy fairy to a degree, but you, you have some type of like, this is what it's actually going to take. I think from the simplest way to say it is that for me, movement is hope. So every day I'm going to move. Okay. I don't know where I'm moving or what I'm doing most of the time, but I'm going to move. And that just means that I'm doing something that I want to do. And I'm always, I'm very clear at this point now, and I have a track record to prove it, that I'm not sure where it's headed, but <laughs> I know if I keep going, right, that, that it'll, it'll go somewhere. And that I, that statement is so hard to live. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that my grit or grind or whatever that is, because again, I agree, you can't just be like airy fairy and then like things happen, but I just am committed 
I'm committed to myself, which is that I know that in this lifetime, I have so much to offer and how dare I waste it. I'm not wasting it. I'm, I'm just not. So every day I really ask myself, what do I want to create? It feels really good. And oh, by the way, I do have to make money. So how does that work? Yeah. And how do I so put the people like, in my corner and the systems in place to yeah. execute? Yeah. Which I'm horrible at, by the way. So that's well, you have a great support system. It's obvious you, you, you set your husband up to support you. Yeah. You have, you know, backend systems. You're not over here. Like I know, hoping. but I'm really not. I mean, I just think I could really flourish if I had some systems. <laughs> in place. That's another podcast of yours. I'll be listening to. Um, but, but I, but here's, that's the point, which is nothing's perfect but you just go. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going to give you an example because this might resonate with some people, which is, so when the TEDx talk came out, you never know when it's going to come out. You have to literally like look it up every day and you just hope that it comes out at some point. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is from a business standpoint, I've been told like, you want to leverage it and you want to get a million views and you want to do all these things. So the immediate reaction to your body is, you know, holy crap sticks, I better be ready. So when this comes out, I'm, you know, I'm jazz hands. I've got all the (laughs) Okay. Right. Like, right. You're like, it's here. Sound the alarms. And so the more I was told that the more I wanted to curl in my shell and be like, I hope it doesn't come out. Right. Right. So much pressure. Right. Like, let's hope that it doesn't make the airwaves. Like, let's just like put it to bed. I've already done it. I got my gift. Let's go. And so I'm sharing this because I really took a moment and said, Christina, do what you do. Share it how you would share it. Send it out how you would send it out and just release everything else. Meaning I don't have some really smart email list. I don't have this like big, th- I don't have all the things that are smart to be clear, but I didn't stop. And it came out. And that night I sent an email to some friends. Yeah. And it was like, I just looked as like 30,000 plus views, Oh, which I didn't even know because I don't even look because I, you know, and so my point is that it doesn't stop me from moving. Yeah. I could have said, oh my gosh, I don't have this like auto. Cause the other thing, again, to be smart, I should have call to actions and tag me in this and subscribe to this and do all these things that paralyzes me. You know, what's so, so funny though, too, is like, because you're just so loving and out there, like people want to show up for you. Like I, I legitimately was like, I, your podcast came out. I listened to the intro and I wrote a review. Why? Because I fucking love you. I'm oh like, it's just what, oh it's just what you do for people you love. You just show up for them. Well, that's and, you. But you do that for people. And that's why they want to show up for you, even oh. if it's not systematic. I hope so. But I get, I, I love that. And thank you. I, and I feel that way about you. I, I think what I'm hoping that other people hear is that um, you don't have to have everything in place. You can right. be scratched and messy. And it'll just get there. Going. It'll evolve. Yeah. But, and here's the thing. It, the idea that used to hold me back was if I know all the ways to do it and I'm not doing it that way, I'm missing out on opportunity. Like, oh my gosh, it could be so much better if you did this. And yeah. instead now I'm like, no, I just need to go and do a little bit. And okay, like it'll take shape. Now, I didn't even, you know, should I have launched, should I have sent that email out for Ted like two days before Christmas? No. Nobody in their right mind is like sending information out before Christmas. Like who does that? But I was like, whatever. I just feels right to me. I'm going to put it out into the universe, let it breathe. And so we go like, I'm just not going to be like, I can't, I feel suffocated by all of that because to me, that's what makes me white knuckle success. Oh, do it all the right way. It's like, just stop, get over yourself. Just like, just go. I I love it. And that's the message I want everyone to leave with. We're not white knuckling success. We're doing our way and we're moving the ball forward one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you, what, what message, I know you're here to support women or you feel your calling is to support women. And I listen to your Ted talk and it's all about women coming together to make a difference. And I, um, would love to know what message you want to leave women. There's tons of women on the line. Like, what do you want them to know about themselves, about you? What, what legacy do you want to live here? I think my, my biggest joy is when I feel like I can get any woman to actually like believe in herself and to trust herself and to say, I can do it. And by I can do it. That means anything, what you want to do. It doesn't mean a go build an empire. I can do. It just means that the saddest thing for me is seeing incredible, amazing women that aren't moving forward in their lives because they just don't have enough belief in themselves Mm -hmm. for a million reasons. I mean, no one's going to hand you that card. I don't care if you tell me that I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. If I don't think that about myself, I'm never moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, And it's perpetuating that into our children and especially our girls. Like 
this energy that we're feeding off that we're just like not good enough as is, or that it's not available to me because I'm not X, Y, Z, or I've missed the boat or I'm too old or I'm like, none of that's true. And so I just, for me, I know you said one thing, but it's just that like, I just wish women could just take a pause and just say like, I can do anything I want. Like That's it. Mm, so good. We will no. end with that. Um, I don't need to ask what it means to live an activated life because you've given us that this entire podcast. Yeah. Um, I want to know where this audience can find you all the ways you want. Cause there's so many things you've done. Like, where oh. do you like directly want them to plug oh, in? I just say, find me on Instagram. It's okay. just at Christina Glickman. It's got everything lives there. Um, and that's just about it. And hopefully, you know, we'll connect with some great people because that's what it's amazing. All about. Funky coffee table book slash really amazing book. If you want to get her book on Amazon, um, new podcast, which is so fun and edgy and all of these things in digestible bite-sized chunks that you can put in your ears throughout your day, your workout, uh, listen to her called the podcast called extra life and style unscripted and definitely like it. Um, give her the great reviews that it deserves. And then, um, you know, if you want to through her Instagram, sign up for any of her things, she's nothing but love, light, inspiration in all the ways. So Christina, thanks for being a yes to this. I'm, I feel so lucky to be in your life. You are the greatest. I feel the same way. And I appreciate all the listeners that have to get through our love fest. (laughs) I know. Just keep fast forwarding to the, to the nugget moments. Cause there's a lot of quotes in here. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode and DM us. We'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this. If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at lauraeholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.